Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Corner Flag Talk podcast. It's your boy, we're back here live for another fantastic weekend in the club football sphere. Um, I actually, I'm not sure, but there is an international break coming up. Yeah, I think it's after next week. Yeah. We're not. Well, not next, next week. I think it's after the week after that. It's the end, end of March. End of March, yeah. So, yeah, we're coming up to that. That's going to be really boring. But until then, we have a lot of football to talk about. Um, we can't on down this week. Back to me and Virgil. But we know you guys love us. So, we hope all you enjoy this episode. As I say, I'm here with Uzi. Uzi was good, my guy. Yeah, I got it. We have a lot of points again, too. But I'll see, I'll see you for later. Did you wear that jersey on football? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you catch one back? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the boss at the back. I would like to say, so yeah, what he have the broad at the back, right? I would like to say that that my reverse jinx work now, right? <laughs> you know, I fight out the man these last two weeks, um, so that I keep him on my side when everybody dump him over the FPL and they get two goals, uh, assists, hey. and three bonus from an hour, you know. Uh, as Tado saying, uh, boy, reality could be whatever I want now, like for the record, I would like to just state this out there, right. I never said that he isn't a top 10 midfielder. I, for the people who also was commenting and asking about players like De Young, Verratti, Cruz, Madrid, and stuff like that, it was also only Premier League guys. Like, seriously, listen to the pod before you guys come and yell at me and things like that, right? I was saying that he was not having a top 10 season for the player that he is, right? And I don't think that that... Now, was there an argument that probably make him like 8, 9, 10? Sure, there was, right? But I think that even... It puts them down there. It says more about like the season he was having. Yeah. You know, that somebody who is supposed to be like undisputed top three on, on his worst days, you know, he was having a long season. And I saw some people tweeting about today that oh and some men wouldn't put him in the top ten. For somebody to come and do that after the fact that yeah, I yeah. said it has nothing to do with something I said two, three weeks ago, whatever it was now. Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't worry about them. Yeah, on the front, on corner fly, we don't back down what we're saying. Correct. I fully back what I was saying, though. I, I, I still saying. think it, it was very right. Um, Except that the one player I didn't play my top 10, that in retrospect I should have done, uh, was Bruno. I think that he would have made the top 10 still. But then the problem is, is that I don't consider Bruno a midfielder now. But like, look today, though, he basically was playing striker today. You know? But since we talk about it, might as well go into that game one time. Manchester City played Manchester United in the most under hype derby to ever exist. Um, it is so under hype that instead of doing pre match game um info for the Arsenal versus Watford, they was talking about the derby then because they so much yeah. trying to generate some hype though. This has to be the least anticipated, at least like uh, intense derby it have in the Premier League though. And I sent something to our group this week um about how you know, there was this massive power shift in Manchester over these last few years. And, and, and United fans in particular are very quiet about it because I think they just accept it. They just accept yeah. the fact that, you know, City are the better side. It's not that we are in the same conversation that City are in a very different conversation to us. And it's not even in a case where we could fight it, <laughs> you know. But City was really good today. I, I think that I was talking to somebody before I came upstairs and I was saying that, you know, he was asking me if I think we're going to beat Liverpool in a few weeks. And I said, the best I could hope for is a draw. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, is that where City and, and Liverpool are, 
they are in killer mode right now. Yeah. You know, they are in the mode that okay, we need to take it up another gear. Trust me, we can't go there. You know, we saw it with Liverpool yesterday that Bowen and friends had a lot of chances to score, and these men stood up to the task now. Whether it was Trent, it was Allison, whoever it was, we saw it today that City take their foot off the gas for a second. United get some chances. Sanchez scored a brilliant goal against his former club. City decided to take it up a notch again. Mm-hmm. There are further notch in the second half, though, when they just exuded class over Manchester United. Mm-hmm. It was a brilliant game. As I said before, the Bright had two goals and assists. Mares had two brilliantly taken goals. I love this guy. I love this guy. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that on the whole, it was a really good game from Man City and a good response, even when they went back from when they went back to being level after Sancho's goal. And yeah, you just saw the disparity in class. Cristiano Ronaldo was not there for reasons that were very speculative. Some were saying that it was because he just didn't want to play. Yeah. But the official news was that it was a hip flexor injury that he had. Ferran also wasn't there. Luke Shaw wasn't there. And it kind of showed that, you know, Talos looked terrible, though. Terrible in this game. And he, I mean, he got ripped apart to shreds by Mares, though. And he got catch sleeping for the first goal, too. So, I mean... Though the only reason that people was expecting anything from United in this game was that one is Manchester United. Two, they actually have a decent record in the Etihad over the last few years. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't really nothing to stop what they see. We had to see what the game was. He. You know, I was, I was thinking before I, will, I, will, I want to come on here and be, you know, as unbiased <laughs> as, as possible, but I'll talk about through the game, you know. From how from how it started off. I felt like okay, you know they were they were on on citizen. It's kind of difficult going in a game uh, as as the favorites because mm-hmm. you know that United, as United, do tend to turn up in the Etihad and United. I, I felt like the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo was not there and you know it had some some key players missing out. You kind of don't know where where they're going to go, and I feel like in a situation like that where you also do, where you where they can be unpredictable as their tactics, that could turn around and be an advantage towards them. Mm-hmm. So you honestly did not know, but. It, did, it didn't take didn't take long for the man himself, the man yeah. himself to, to to score the first goal. Yeah, but you can't tell me it didn't look like if you wasn't expecting. That, the you know, it, it, it honestly it honestly didn't look like he expected. But I mean, you know, all credit to him, all credit yeah. to him for you know adapting for for the reaction time yeah. he had. So I felt like from all that brilliant game from, from all Bernardo. from all that you felt like okay, this was kind of swinging fully in City's favor mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. from how early it happened. Yeah. But when Sancho equalized, you felt like okay, this might this uh, might be an upset, and because of the status of of, of the any difference between the two clubs, you felt like even if I draw a star point, that's a big upset because uh, there's there's so much more at stake on Man City's end. But all I want to say, you see, Mister Sancho, <laughs> Mister Sancho, I, you see, all respect for your brother, all respect. Uh, you know, I have love for this man regardless. You know, this man from here, I have all respect for for him. But don't be coming in East Manchester and doing that. <laughs> don't, be, don't be coming in East Manchester and doing that. <laughs> it has certain things, you know. I know I don't want to. I don't want to call players. I don't want to call. I don't want to call and recruits and whatnot. <laughs> but you see them things. Take that. Take that back to Berlin. Take them. Take them. Take them weak skills back to Berlin. Take them thing back to Germany. Mm-hmm. Against team like Union Berlin and Dusseldorf and thing. Okay, so when you come in East Manchester, you gotta put some respect there. And as you say. When that when that goal went in, I don't know. I honestly felt like as in a stadium. I felt like even the fans, everybody was like, "Oh, well, if we be playing, 
All yeah. the film we're playing yeah, right yeah, now. Really did feel like they that. honestly took that. Personally, I want Sancho celebrated. You could have, you could have tell that yeah. some of the players were like, okay, well, they want to see what we have to do. And, and you saying that, dog, and I mean, the people mm. really make fun about City fans and the empty hat and whatever, yeah. but I actually felt like there was an atmosphere in the stadium they today, though. Behind the, they were behind that area. I felt like the atmosphere was crazy because I felt like after that, you saw how easy and quick it was for, for that response to happen. Mm-hmm. And after the second half came, when the second and the half came out, literally was a result of level literally battering down the door. Though they yeah, and, and and all crap because again, I think I think Pogba played the pass. Okay, we know we know Pogba Kiai, and this is all question marks to respect to the subs made. I felt like Pogba, I felt playing the counter attacking yeah, football. Pogba was the key man respect to that because I really because Bruno really wasn't doing nothing. I felt like no, from nothing in big games. from the twenty something minutes or something, you already see Bruno already starting to go in his his moon, starting to moan and groan and everything already and. I understand all the, I understand all your time before and I feel like it's understandable in this game because you know it's a, it's a high opponent but it's not something you're just doing for this game it's something you you've been doing correct and being a standout player and decide I'm being uh, being a you know one of the leaders Ronaldo's absent you know you can't just be there just give away the ball and doing all and doing all the mistakes coming yeah. coming from you I felt like from and I just felt like from that and this brother love to give X faster. He yeah. love to give X and fast. I, and right. and what you mentioned tell us, it's not it's not just us. I feel like from that game, it there's a lot of criticism towards Ronaldo and a lot of criticism towards Ranik. But that but that in the board fullbacks, that was like a buffet for City. Because for the for majority of the first half, Grealish had the ball for most of the game. Yeah. You so easy to, to get you so game, easy though. to get back one Basaka. I honestly, you honestly thought Juan Bissaka was playing with a, with a pull hamstring at some points in that game because this man could not track back forward and burn this man off the ball so easy. And from the time you realize, okay, well, Teller's looking shaky and he switched the play to Mares, Mares started to cook now. So both yeah. sides, both sides, it's it just so easy to get past them. And again, you already have Maguire in the back. So that's basically three play, That's basically three defenders out. out. Where go, where really you know going to? Thing, although the, the back four, I think I think Maguire had the best game in there. No, the yeah, the yeah, Maguire had the best game, I, and I felt like also too with the hair. If the hair wasn't there, City could have honestly could have honestly better like the record, six, better seven. the record us that six one. They honestly could have yeah, better better that. Get bad. Because all credit to the hair. I feel like it was they so funny I that they like, shot with a few faces. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like from all that you see the hair was saving from every part of his body. Just so happened yeah. from that Maris goal is very unlucky. But coming down to the end the game. That was a brilliant call for that to be on time, by the way. I, I honestly thought it was yeah, all flat first. Big uh, I felt brilliant. But coming out the end of the game, I felt like the disrespect for Maris and Cancel. Yeah, I think there was general disrespect. You see, that come from that first goal Maris score. I see something that the last 10 minutes, it was something like 92% possession. They yeah, dog. To try, to try, to be trying all those training long tactics in a Manchester derby. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very disrespectful. Yeah. The only thing I could say, the only thing I could just touch off, touch on on United's end. We saw the we saw the mentality, we saw the spirit they had in uh, the other derby in the, in the Yorkshire versus Lancaster derby. But you can't only have show that that mentality when you know you're going up against an opposition where you could beat. Mm-hmm. I think Roy, I think Roy King was talking about the mentality of players from like three from when City made a three, just felt like the players just throwing it towel. Yeah. You're in a derby, you have to fight the towel. Even down you, you could see even when you talk of mentality, down to Sunderland and Newcastle. They don't they if they meet up at this point, they don't care where they are in, 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 in England. They're going to fight it out, you know. Down to the down the fans the fans just treat that very hostile at the rivalry between both of them. Mm-hmm. I just say 
from United and it just felt like after a while they would after there was three even the fans and all were just saying I best we just get out of here because yeah. if we stay here we re- we really not trying to back this we're not trying to put and put our all our cards behind this club we're not really trying to pull our neck out um, for this club so at this point who you gonna look at and then at the end of the day you can't blame Ralph for this if the player yeah. if the player's not doing it you can't expect the fans to do it so what the manager gonna do and then yesterday also was a United fan and they was telling me that you know they started the season they knew they went to the season lacking actual DM now right but when they look at where they are now and where the club is now it feels like if it's a lot more now just at the end yeah. uh, obviously Greenwood situation has happened though, and rightfully so he's no longer the club yeah. and Ronaldo yeah, it is Richard Shaky. Cavani doesn't want to play football anymore, apparently. They need a striker. Sancho is showing, and I said this from the get-go, who knew Zalabin, right? That yeah. Sancho is a left winger, and he doesn't really want to play on the right side. You know, unless there's very specific conditions. And again, so that they still need a DM. All their right back showing that night, none of them are good. Yeah. And they are realizing they need another centre back now too, because I think that what is the harsh reality for a lot of these fans is that with football returning to normalcy and with a lot of clubs getting back to the level that they were supposed to be as well as smaller clubs level getting a lot higher a lot of these players are being exposed mm-hmm. and not just talk about this game let me across this season um stuff that i was saying about bruno's passing ability has been a lot more on show this season luke shaw has been exposed Maguire has been exposed and basaka has been exposed um the flaws and mcfred they were always there to see but they weren't punishable before they are yeah. being punishable now uh rashford is having a really poor season and is showing as well and while i think that there are a lot of players there that has potential to be used a lot better you know bruno uh rashford and stuff like that a lot of their levels that were being expected for before are being put in a much more realistic place now and are being punished by the fact that um other teams are getting better you know uh they beat west ham twice this season but west ham i think across the season has been probably a better side than them you know um tottenham and arsenal are getting back to a competitive place as well we gained arsenal just now obviously that arsenal now actually fought past them with three three games games still in hand you know um chelsea obviously getting back to a competitive level liverpool not having an injury crisis you know as well as some other teams lower down being more competitive as well wolves uh beat them once already this season has to play them again and these smaller teams have been able to roll over and i think this increase in quality in the league has exposed one the lack of tactics that has been used under Oli, which is why he ended up getting fired and even though ragnick has better tactics in place it is exposing the profiles of the players that are there right, right. now you know um with respect to united dog i i, I don't really want to say anything because you say anything else you gotta just be repeating stuff we've said all the time and it gotta make us sound like haters they are now fifth in the table after arsenal passed them with the watford game this morning and with three games in hand and the thing is arsenal and united have the same amount of big six games uh games against the big six to play against in the remainder of the season and while um you could one of them being that they had to face each other while arsenal have only had one win versus a big side so far this big six side so far this season uh because we beat west ham we beat spurs but we have lost to liverpool we've lost the city twice one because uh referee um we lost to liverpool and we lost to chelsea I still feel a lot more confident in us to get results than United to get results in these games, mm-hmm. you know. And with that, as well as the fact that you come, uh, and somebody brought up this moment the other day, which I found was so ironic, talking about, oh, Arsenal still have big sides to play. Yeah, we do. 
right? Mm-hmm. But everybody does. Spurs does, Chelsea does, United does, West Ham does. But you are a United fan bringing up big games that United still had to play. But United even pick up points against these small teams. Mm-hmm. You know? Arsenal had a real hot and cold game today, I would say, against Watford. We still won. Mm-hmm. You know? United had one of the best games under Ragnick and drew to Watford. That is the difference in these sides right now. You know? That shows to me the difference in levels of where a subpar from the standard over the last 10 games performances from Arsenal still puts three past Watford. And one of the goals we conceded was a brilliant scissors kicked out of your cardio. And then for the other one was an individual error by Xhaka. Mm-hmm. That one you kind of had to account for these days. Mm-hmm. Right? But we give a point now, boy. You know? Oh, yeah. So we, we, we jump into the Arsenal game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's actually a game I really want to talk about because I just some say brilliant from, goals though. I just say from 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 that game, are you talking? You're talking about where Arsenal is, and you know it's a lot of times we're talking about like the top four. We're talking about the top four race. The, well, the fight for fourth place of his company and the West Ham's and the company and the West Ham's and the Spurs and those things mm-hmm. and United. Again, this goes to show what we're talking about that out of all of them. Arsenal are looking like the best team right mm-hmm. now because again, all credit to West Ham, they went up against a tough, a tough opponent and they did, sh- they did show good. Mm-hmm. But with no Declan Rice, they, 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 they did show good. So all credit to them. I put, I still put a little asterisk by West Ham. I feel like they still have a lot of fight in them. Mm-hmm. As far as I feel like how far that fight they could carry that fight, I feel like compared to Arsenal, like right now of form. Arsenal in a good position. I think right now for West Ham, I think Bowen got Bowen had left the Yeah, injured. he left the field. So again, all those things, all those things are big obstacles, and yeah. the, this is the key point in the season where those things matter. Even the small thing, if I play out for two weeks and all that, that really plays a big part in whatever you're fighting for. Arsenal sit com- sitting fourth right now with three games in hand. That is that is a. I can't you know, you know how good that is to, that position is to be uh, right now, because if because Arsenal and the games that they have coming up. Yeah, you might say it's tricky. But looking from that game, Arsenal, after they conceded, you could tell that our Arsenal players, they know what they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And you could see you could see the mentality. Because you see when they, when they got a second goal back, you know for a fact they fight for that second goal. Honestly, yeah. when that second goal happened, I'm by this, I get up and I look with a big next minute, bang, I see two, I see the second one in. I was like, wait, I was like, all right, I expect in going into halftime one all, and then, you know, we don't know the game might be, might swing it yeah, away in the second yeah. half. But all credit them and I big credit to that boy Lacazette. I feel like that I feel like is, whatever this new dude, role you have on top there, we how you just laying off those things. And I feel yeah. like you're doing it so well. And you could tell that whole front, that whole front four, everybody same page. Yeah. Everybody chipping in on goal. You could see from Martinelli, Martinelli even try it's a chance, it's a chance earlier where he could have squared into the box, but he still took the yeah. shot. Yeah. But he's he been he's been good. Yeah. But he hasn't been as good as he was yeah, across December. But you could, you could tell from that game, this man was this man was dedicated to get a goal. And he mm-hmm. pushed, he pushed, he ended up getting a goal. All credit to soccer, to soccer goal. And Odegaard, that man, that man looking, that man looking, looking, looking real good right now. I ain't going to lie. You know who's really right, man? He's really right, man, David Silva, actually. You know? the man, the man, I tell you, David Silva, let's say but David Silva. More so Silver, him than, than Ozil, to he, be honest. honest. He might David Silva in 2011. Yeah. This is the FA Cup. Yeah. He looking just like that. But he just glide across the field. I can't remember. Yeah, I feel like that was eleven. I will compare him to that because I love him. I love him. I love him. But you, but you could tell from just that the the mentality, even from the back line. Again, I was I was I was paying, paying close attention to 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 Gabriel and Ben White. 
Again, I come last week. I said I'm a big fan of Gabriel. I'm a big fan of Ben White. Yeah. You see, you seen from them they actually looking solid. You see that because you know the second the second go for Watford came at error. Can't yeah. Do, can't do anything about that. But from this game going in going into the future games, they have fight. They have fight. They might they might not. There are some games you might think that they might not get three points. But even if they do end up getting a draw, you know they could push for that draw. And I think like with the changing mentality now, I think is that. The team knows that even when we're not playing good, we have the quality now and the, the comfort in knowing our quality now that we can change a game on its head with two, three players just clicking. Yeah. You know? Uh the first goal came when what for that a really strong start of the game. Mm-hmm. And it was between Oregon and, and, and Saka that created a, a really brilliant goal dog. That flick back from Oregon to Saka that put him in behind before Saka cut it back for him was so subtle. So like, I see that I like I feel like every week now Odegaard is just feeling like yeah, you know, he more and more accustomed to the prep. And you know, just like he custom, you know, is that Odegaard is in a place where he's ready to show off. You know, that he's showing yeah. that look, this is why I was courted by Real Madrid in 2015. This is why people were putting me on the talent level of Lionel Messi or something like that. Well, I, I'm not saying that he's there. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that he is getting to that place where he wants to show that I am a world class player. Nah, but you those know? who don't know, if I go back and just take a man for social, because right? at that point in time, I was, I was taking in highlights for my social, right? because. A little few times he was linked with, you know, that city and also linked with Milan at that yeah. point, right? So I was taking any man highlights. That man was staying up, was staying up that league in Sociedad. Yeah. He was looking real good. And you yeah. could see from, as I say, that just that, that the chemistry between those players. In other teams, you see other, you see other teams' players cool that ball after look up, raise their head, turn their head two, three times to just find them just know each other. Them men know where they are. Yeah. And that and that's not just sucking out the guard. That is a cross. Like I said, picking on that ball, he knows if I lay that off. A man coming and getting that ball. Mm-hmm. The whole, everybody on that top. Everybody right now, you could say, everybody, the chemistry on the fast right now is high. And right now, they are in good form. People want to come, people will want to talk and say, yeah, you know, you do have, they do have, um, they, they're not in any other competition or whatnot. Well, who fault is that? That's that not Arsenal fault. Yeah, exactly. The, that Arsenal and right now doing that and all those things are towards Arsenal. And you know the thing, right? People would make that as a point, right? But if Arsenal were not doing this good now, right? And we were in no other competitions, they would have said, oh, and look, they don't even have any other competitions to be in. Yeah. You know? Leicester won the league, not being in no other competitions. Chelsea won the league, not being in any other competitions. We are in that place to say we're in the league because while, now some people say Leicester wasn't in no place with the league, Leicester wasn't in a place where... City, Liverpool, yeah, yeah, we'll our uh, Chelsea, all the big clubs was going through it now, boy. Yeah. you know? We are not talking about Liverpool and City, they went cooking now, boy. And yet, arguably, our form is up there with them, you know? Especially ever since um, December, our form is up there with them. I think we have eight wins in our last ten. That is title-level form, dog, you know? And, yeah, the fixture list somewhat has been kind to us in that time because the only big side we faced in that time was Man City, where we get robbed. But outside of that, we've had a relatively good fixture list but at the same time with the same thing i was saying about united before was that these are the sides you're supposed to beat if you want to make top four but it's not a case of oh well i'm supposed to beat them i'll just collect my three points you have to go there and do the business mm-hmm. and even in the games that against these nominal big sides that we lost to especially uh the city fixture at home and the united fixture away i think that there was a lot that we deserved a lot more in those days. And those were the two more recent ones that we had. You know, so it showed that across the season that we was getting better, we was getting better. The results are pardoned so far, 
we have some big ones to come. Uh, like we say, we have to play Liverpool, we have to play United, we have to play Spurs, we have to play Chelsea. And Liverpool is the only one that I really feel like, yeah, a result is impossible. I, I really do feel like there's still the chasm because I've always maintained that I think City and Liverpool are like really high. And then there's a gap. Then Chelsea. And then under Chelsea is the Arsenal, the Spurs, the United and stuff like that. I think that that gap, it's very hard to, to close on just a given day, especially when, as I said before, I think these two teams, they're just so locked into this title race, bro. I think, I generally feel like there's more, this title race is going to be better than 1819. Yeah. And I think so because that title race, it felt like the two teams was infallible. You know, the, those two teams literally went, Liverpool only lost one game whole season, City went some shipping, yeah. it's like 14 games yeah. win run from December. Now it actually feels like if these clubs, there is a little chink in the armor here and there, and they they could, you know, drop a little point every now and again, you know. Uh, with respect to Arsenal, Saka, Doug West, <laughs> brilliant player, no? brilliant, brilliant player. Uh, he only Florian Wirtz has more goals and assists than him in Europe's top five leagues of players aged 21 and under. Um, I think he's coming into his own. I think that all that he has 13 goals and assists in the league. I did the match that um, if he keeps up at this pace, he will hit 20 goals and assists for the season, which is brilliant. And it's a huge step up from last year. I think it was something like uh, 8 or 9, something like that. You know, I think that his goal output has increased. And if you see the goal that he took today, it was, it was so good. Um, you remember the goal Messi scored against PSG? For PSG, sorry, against Man City. Yeah. Uh, where he lay off from Mbappe and going back across school, dog look just see way, dog see way. I think his finish it has improved, his decision making has improved a lot. And you know, we did it today without Smith Rowe, who's our top scorer. We did it without our starting right back, who, um, as we keep seeing that while Cedric has been doing a good job, Tommy Asu does a lot to help us stop losing the ball in transition, you know. So hopefully back, especially for the Liverpool game, because we had to play Leicester next, then Liverpool, then Aston Villa, and then the international break. So yeah, Chelsea, it feels like Chelsea's barely ever played Premier League football, but they played this weekend. And another thing that I was seeing, dog, is that I think Kai 9, dog, invest yeah. in the Kai 9 project, dog, invest in the Kai 9 project. He had two goals on the day, Reece James come back, and obviously, dog, he's going to score on his return. And it was a great game in the end for Chelsea. I think in the first half, it was a bit cagey, it was still a bit intense. I think Burnley had some chances in the first half. They did actually, Dwight McNeil, who hasn't scored in over here, just didn't want to score again, continue that. But yeah, dog, I think invest in the Kai 9 project, dog. I really think so. I, I, this is not a, a thing on Lukaku because I have rated Lukaku a lot in the past. But I just think that there was some bad scouting involving in Lukaku. Yeah. You know, I think Lukaku is somewhat a counter-attacking striker. But in the partnership that he was in Inter, he wasn't the hold-up one. Mm -hmm. It was more Lotaro. And now they're asking him to be the hold-up one. And I don't think he could function like that. Yeah. You know, Kai on the other hand, dog, he enjoying it. He enjoying it. Dog. I think he had a real good game against Liverpool, yeah. and then he had a brilliant game against Burnley. Dog, push home that advantage, bro. I think him Pulisic, and hopefully once he can get back fit properly, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. And maybe for Chelsea to actually go to back for full time, so therefore that Mount could play in midfield with yeah. somebody like Kova, Kante, Jorginho, whoever it is. So yeah, yeah. And I feel like I feel like from this. I feel like Chelsea fans might feel a little, you know, might feel like the season was kind of not really, things didn't go yeah. too well for them. Yeah. When you see performances like this, you know for a fact, yeah, we weren't at our best because of, you know, things that were that were external reasons because of, you know, it had COVID, injuries, mm -hmm. it had um off-field off antics that was going on with, with, the, with, the, with the big sign-in. Yeah. So I feel like... 
I understand for Chelsea fans, I feel like you know for a fact like where you are on the table and you know the title and all that. It doesn't represent it doesn't rep- represent, you know, the quality that you have. I feel like you are they are a top team. I feel like, you know, they really they really get they really get knocked all the time. There's nobody say that nobody probably you can't say that they probably would have stayed neck and neck with Liverpool and City. Yeah. But I felt the way that they fell out the title the race was kinda like, you know, kinda unfortunate. But I see like from this for I say from these performances, you're seeing oh another thing too I my boy mentioned too. I remember and sure the season, remember they have they had plenty tinkering, so much tinkering that they had to do mid season all that. I feel like with Chelsea, and so as you say, back to her, with Kai, you have this man playing up there in our force line. This man is, this man getting the job done for you. All kind of thing before you're thinking of the Hadi Lukaku, play Lukaku, whoever, just put Kai there. Kai go on, Kai go on, figure it out. Kai go on, do it himself. Kai, mm-hmm. do, Kai mm-hmm. has his head down. Kai know, okay, the job I on top to do. If you want me to make it, I could do that. But here, you want me to score goals, I go score goals for you. The um, Rich James come back, come back with a bang. This man come back. Uh-huh. I honestly, Rich, honestly, he goes, he did go real good though. Honestly, Rich James is arguably he could arguably Chelsea's best attacker. You know, you could you could say on the day, <laughs> Rich James true. honestly could be Chelsea's best uh. attacker. So you're seeing, you're seeing these were these were things that Chelsea were missing out, and I feel like all credit to them. You know, that Burnley game show show the quality. I feel like Burnley game show the level, but. And I say all credit, all credit to them. I feel like a winner is a winner, you know, that progress. But you know, they also have, yeah. they, they also looking, looking for, they also in other competitions. Taking it a bit off field now, though. Yeah. Um, Roman Abarich, it looks like he's being forced into the sale. Now, I saw something say that they cannot actually sanction him for a few months, but I think that he is still planning to do the sale. Um, I want to know if you think it's going to affect Chelsea as a club a lot, or if you think that. Now, where Chelsea are now wasn't where they are like in 2004 5, where they were really dependent on this money. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't feel like going to necessarily affect them. I feel like if you want to say it, we might slow them down with respect to because we don't know the projects that they might have, um, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It might slow them down, but I feel like they are in a position that they could keep their above water and not just, and not just keep their above, they could keep a good portion of their body above water, honestly. Just like, just like respect to, like when that transfer ban, you know, for fuck Chelsea could, Chelsea could, they can manage. They understand. They know. Yeah. They yeah. I feel like they have the player. They have the players. Then right now they have, you know, you have, they have the the academy. You have the manager. So I don't necessarily feel like when the sale, it really going to, you know, send them backwards. Cause, and even too, when the sale does happen, I don't really think they're going to necessarily steal to somebody that can't find financially provide for Chelsea. Yeah. Like. There are big suitors out there that will because I think they at Carmel. Well, the number one suitor right now is a, a Swiss person yeah, named so um I think it's West or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he is a part time over at the LA Rams. I think no, sorry, not the Rams, sorry, the Dodgers, yeah. right? And apparently they say that Sporting is not really his thing. So he doesn't really invest in the uh, sport. And apparently he is seeing this Chelsea acquisition as a chance to because Roman has been for well, yeah, he's been forced out by the English media and stuff like that, and possibly sanctions coming, that he's seen it as an opportunity to get a high value asset on the low. And it's not necessarily because uh, he's trying to find something to spend his money on. Mm-hmm. However, I, I, I do agree with you where I think that uh, as long as he doesn't come and obliterate the systems yeah, that was put in place. They should be fine because look last year, um, when people checked their sales and they ma- and they brought these and stuff like that, their sales covered Lukaku's purchase. Mm-hmm. Or oh, was like five million short or five million simple or some shit like that. But 
because they've invested so much over Abramovich time into the structures that they put in place now, as well as with the youth academy and stuff like that, they always have players that they could turn over for money now. Yeah. You know, like I know Werner, apparently he's up for sale. And I know he's not going to get the, um, they're not going to get the 15 million that they pay for him. But as we saw at Marata, Marata they bought for 70 million and people thought there is no way they're going to get the kind of money for him. And Atlético end up paying 52 million for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Chelsea do well to recuperate a lot of value for their players and they don't sell bad. They do sell really well. And they still have a lot of players that they could sell. Like I said, Werner, there's Barkley, is their future full of the chic. There's a lot of young players that went to the loan this year and had um had good loan spells. You know, we thought one man Amado Broha, who allegedly the rumored price for him is something like 70 million. Yeah. You know, for somebody who has five goals or something like that, six goals for Southampton. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like Rojado. He looked real bad. Can't lie. Players like Conor Gallagher and stuff like that. Would he be willing to come and play second fiddle to Mason Mount? Probably not. If they can't sell him, we're looking at probably like 60, 70 million again there. Yeah. Something like that. So, I think it's interesting. I also think that it's a case of when you look at the way Chelsea fans talk about him and I get it to some extent how sports washing is really a thing where and I, I get it because the truth is a lot of fans are culpable at that. I think I have been at time and I can absolve myself from that way. If the owner is willing to invest money to my club and make the club that I love and I have passion for great, then I, I'm going to just throw a blind eye to the other things that he's done. Yeah. And from trying to hear both sides of the story, I've heard from Chelsea fans saying that, you know, over the last few years, he's tried to do a lot to remedy the bad that he has done to accumulate the wealth that he has now. But that still does not totally absolve somebody for the dirtiness that led to him acquiring the world that he has. Moving on. Uh, Spurs play tomorrow. So nobody will care about that. They're going to lose that one that way. Because Frankie James Lampard yeah. does not lose his yes, Spurs. And as I said before, Liverpool win 1-0. Uh, I think it was Mane. It's Mane. Salah's worst game in a long time. And Trent is the best right back in the world by like a mile and a half. Yeah, and I felt like, because, you, know, you know, this game happened before you said the game, and, you know, this is just a touchback on, on the title race. You see, and then, you see, now you come to that, you see in this, in this title race, it's honestly looking like, okay, Liverpool, Liverpool will do what they have to do, whoever plays first will do, do what they have to do, Double and pressure just, and just say, it's over to you. Let, let, let me see how best you can It's really interesting that both teams had to play a team that was in a top four race. Mm-hmm. So it's not like to say, like, oh, well, I had to play Brentford. You know, mm-hmm. both teams had a side that, have something to play for, you know, and it was not one of our side. So yeah, that's basically Premier League so far for this weekend. Obviously, I am very happy. I know Virgil is happy as well. Um, and yeah, that being, we finally actually cracked the top four, and I, I, I do think that we deserve to be there. I don't think that that's within question. And I hear this talk about how oh nobody wants the top four. Whoever gets the top four is just whoever just happened to be there. I, I think that's such a wrong narrative, you know? In, in this day and age. Arsenal yeah. have been so consistent, you know? We have been so, so, so consistent. Um, ever since December of 2020, I believe it is, we've been on a 1.9 points per game pace, you know? That is, sit- and for context, when City goes on their 100 points runs or these title winning runs, it's been something like 2.2, 2.3, you know? That is marginally close to being title level. You know, I think there's some respect that needs to be placed on, on this Arsenal team. I really do. And I don't just mean that from a fan point of view. I think a lot of teams are struggling with the fact that one is a 
unproven manager doing it in a club that has been historically bad over these last few years and doing it with a lot of players that have been unproven at this level. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing the opposite, which is now crediting a manager who is now coming into his own and developing players that we have not seen this level from before and are pushing our club back to not just where they were before, because we were a top four club, mm-hmm. but possibly pushing them even further and hopefully contesting for the trophies everybody wants to win in the end. You know? So yeah, jump across now. Um, in La Liga, everything kind of felt kind of started this weekend. Did you see the goals no. from Real Madrid? No. Virgil, I fully employ to see it. I'm not going to talk about the game because it felt kind of started in the end. But Kamavinga scored a brilliant goal and then Madrid was like, oh, you feel you bad. And then Madrid scored a bad goal. Oh, brilliant stuff. Uh, I think we talk more about Madrid when we reach the party part where we kind of preview the UCL this week because yeah. they have a big tie, obviously, coming up against PSG. Barcelona win 2-1 this weekend. And it was a Memphis penalty that went into the end, right? Jordi Alba scored again after they went 1-0 down. So, I, I can't remember the exact name of the stat, right? But there's this way that you can check the XG of a shot scored after it was scored, yeah. right? Do you know what's the average XG of a penalty? No, it's point seven five. Depending on between point seven and point seven five, depending on like whatever okay, yeah. metrics you use, right? Yeah. The Pies penalty had an XG after the fact. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Of one, which meant that it was unsavable. Mm-hmm. That if he hits that every single time for the rest of his life, it scores. It was unsavable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Atletico Madrid also won this evening. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think so. Um. Yeah, they won three one today, right? And they also have a big time coming up next week. Talk about them next week. Going to the Syria now because Dortmund did not play this weekend and Bayern drew to Leverkusen. But as I said to you before, we come on here dog, and we say every week, nobody really expects anything different in the Bundesliga. Yeah, sure. Credit to, to Leverkusen though for getting a good result because I actually think, despite them not being second, I think Leverkusen actually have been the second best side in the Bundesliga this year. Yeah, you know, you know, in, in um, Bundesliga right now, that just related really um boost player sales, so <laughs> move them on. A positive scheme, a positive scheme. Any Syria bigger results now? Lotaro not scoring any eight games yet. Or come score a hat trick. Um, and really put the pressure on what is a title. The game, a title game because, uh, between two title contenders in Napoli versus AC Milan. Uh, obviously, it was a brilliant result for uh, Inter on the Friday. And, you know, as you just said, you talk about Liverpool, that the whole uh, purpose of the game, or the team that plays first, is a put pressure on the others. Yeah. You know? And credit to AC Milan, who responded from that pressure with a man who has been coming good this year for AC Milan and Golivier Giroud. Big game player. Big game player. player. I guess a side that doesn't concede much. A side that doesn't concede much in their own stadium, man. Uh, They, again, like with every single week I say this, it does not make any sense I talk about this. So I'll let you go through, dog. I just say, all credit. You see, Inter start off all credit to them. Because they because they went up against a side when that Milan that Milan can can um get over because remember Milan played them I think Milan Milan um suffered a draw I can't remember yeah but they, I dro- think it was they a dropped draw. they dropped points uh, dropped points against them Inter came out now and completely destroyed that side and Inter Inter just t- just said it's over to you now Milan let's see how you respond and we know a fact it's not a simple a simple game that you have come up not like in England where say the two teams play play you know two top teams mm-hmm. Inter did their job. A job that Milan couldn't do, and now they're going, they're going off against 
somebody else who you know is part of the title race. Yeah. So now basically Inter basically has said, okay, I distance myself from the, from both from those two teams. Let's see how both of the fighters and see and see who who are to worry about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, from and honestly from that, up until up until Giroud score, you felt like you felt it was kind of. I don't want to say it was kind of like I don't say fifty fifty, but something with Milan. Even if Milan do look good, they have a big chance of just not taking taking advantages and just the other side could just snatch it. And you also know that Napoli that Napoli is a very a very good defensive team. So you know that for a fact it it might not be a case of it's not a case of Milan not taking the chances. It could just come down to Napoli just being that good of a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Ball credit ball credit to Milan. Milan was able to was able to get that vital goal and the vital three points. That just have this title race just it just can't, it just flocked it just it just back and forth it's, it's just so entertaining by the scene back and forth don't get me wrong Napoli not out of this title race at all no, for, for, no. for sure title race are a lot but they are so. back and forth and again you know you I might you might I might not want to so I might not always highlight it all the time but I have to say credit Juventus because right now with that win that Juventus the Juventus had Juventus I think they believe I think they are five points off the top I believe. They are yes seven. They are yeah they are okay yeah they are seven. So I feel like I feel like it's how everything is shaped up in Italy right now. To me, I still to me I honestly still think it's between the two Milan clubs, not Kong, not Napoli. But you just seen it back and forth, back and forth right now. The pressure right now is on Inter now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Yeah, totally I agree I with you. Uh, the the pressure is on Inter, especially with the fact that they have a game in hand over Milan now to get a result. Uh, yeah, win because a draw won't be enough to put them back on top. Um, I was going to say though that I think that there's a certain player, well, there are a few players actually like in this AC side. I think tomorrow he just, just go under the radar with how good he is now because he's no longer in the prem spotlight. And I somebody had asked online the other day, like, who's the five center backs they're carrying to the World Cup for England? And well, I, I, I would say that I think tomorrow should be one of them. And if I'm being real honest, I don't think he's going to get called up. And yeah, I think yeah. that is so wrong because there's a bias towards English players that are playing in England. And now that is not just limited to England. There's a lot of other nations that kind of do that, you know, that very biased to their players at home. But I think that is so wrong. You know, um, if it was up to me, he wouldn't start, but I would take Maguire because I think for his leadership and stuff, you still keep him in the camp. And thing. I think John Sosa and, and Ben White should start together. I really do I think honestly, so. I honestly want to see those two play together. And I would take Maguire. I would take Kilman. And I would take Tomori. Yeah, and that would be my five. You know, I think Kilman, uh, being the left side, left foot, the center, could always provide a better. And he's way better than Tyrell Mings. Stop yeah. carrying Tyrell Mings to these I things. Got, so. Yeah, man tall too. Yeah. <laughs> man real tall. No, I, I like him a lot though. Yeah. He's really good. Um, But one thing I want to say with that, with that, that Tomori shout, I think too, but I'll have to also remember, he is not, he's not in a set he hasn't played with a set partner. For, for yeah, like, for, can you play with Kalulu today? I can't remember how for how much games of any how much recent games it is. I believe he constantly had um, change out for the season. Yeah, he constantly had so much change, so much change in part, so much change in part, and he's still just looking. He just feels like he could slot in yeah, again with anybody. Yeah. And I feel like for just that alone, if he could do that today, I feel like in a England side, he could slot with so much different people. Oh, yeah, like, you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Um, and uh, the real player I wanted to shine a light on though is Rafael Leal. He has 11 goals and assists in 24 games this season, and a lot of times he's been a big driving force for them going forward, yeah. if not the sole driving force. He had a real good game today, even though he didn't get a goal or assist. And I want to know though, you think that if it wasn't in Portugal where it was any prem, he'd have been getting more hype and thing, or? 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, is that too is that too much times in the season? I felt like he went under it. Huh? In the season, when when Zlatan was around, you felt like yeah, Zlatan had a good relationship. Yeah, right? you felt like the spotlight was on Zlatan, but you see how many times Rafa Leo was just making Zlatan job so much easier. And then now after Zlatan left, there were points in time where he where he did struggle. He he dropped a bit. But you also see having him in that side, he gets he brings the best out of players. He's not he's not a he's not a selfish player. He you can see from it on his game. He's very explosive, he's very skillful. He he, he thinks he does he, he thinks a lot in, in game. And he has no problem with, with trying to be the creative player and 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 creating that creating those moments for, for whoever's on top. Yeah. And I feel like the way how, how he playing he, he doesn't just do one thing. He does. He brings too much more to the team, and I feel like that is something that, as I say, if he was not, if he wasn't playing there and he's playing somewhere else, and doing that week in week out against top teams, you would say you would say that he is a yeah. he, he would be he would be somewhere that's caught by a lot of big teams. Yeah, and like like Arsenal is an example of a side that I think obviously I don't know, but I think we should be looking at a goal scoring wide player though. and Rafael Leao is, is one of the brightest prospects that right now he's only 22 years old and I, I think that he's been fairly consistent uh, in getting better these last few years uh, the first season he had in Syria he had 7 goals and assists uh, last year he had 12 now he's on 11 with 6 games less played than last year though. and if and you have to expect that if AC Milan are going to go on to win the league he's going to play a big part in that as well yeah. you know um, another player who's been having a brilliant season this year in his first year in Italy is Tommy Ibrahim, who this weekend, with a 1-0 win, scored his 19th goal in Serie A for them and his 20th... I, say right I know this is 20 goals in all comps, but it's been a brilliant season with Tommy Ibrahim, man. And, you know, sorry, so it's 13 goals that he has in the league, but it was his 20th in all competition. And it's been a brilliant season for him. Brilliant, brilliant season for him. And... I really wanted us to sign him in the summer. I really, really did. And uh, I think he's showing why he was so highly sought after. Uh, as in, not sought after, but highly rated. Why Frank trusted him for so long. And I think Tommy Tucker was kind of wrong to just cut him off like that. Yeah, because I feel like looking at this and looking at... Look at Lukaku now. Yeah, look at, looking at you know him coming, going. He, they took Lukaku from Italy, sent him, sent him to Italy. You know, one struggling in England, one was one was moving fairly good in England. I was staying yeah. apart in England. No, people figure that time. He had 15 non-penalty goals and assists yeah. on his first full season with Chelsea. And the whole thing, apart even from the championship time, you know, the man was, the man, you know, Tommy has been doing this in the Premier League. And now going over into Italy, he just adds on his CV that why why Mourinho trusts him so much or Mourinho have him as his main, yeah. the, the main man going forward. But on Tommy's on Tom, side... You had to credit the man maturity too. The man mm-hmm. over there in Italy, the man is uh, is a rumor. Although they might the spotlight don't be on them all the time, but you can see right now on the table, Roma are trying their best to crawl into that conversation of being a, a, a Champions League. Yeah. They are not far off. Yeah. And all press to Tommy. Uh, and that could yeah, change. And that, that could change real fast, you know. Because for games, when you, them, you felt like there's some things were not going the way. You felt like you know they weren't taking advantage. You feel you feel that moment. Tommy is literally dragging results in the favor. Yeah, and you have to say all credit, all credit, and you could see players around him. Could see that okay, you also motivate us, also motivate us to, to keep pushing and keep yeah. the throughout the full ninety minutes. And for the narrative, dog, I would so love for a top four by UV, dog, one hundred percent, dog. Yeah, 
just just for it and ah, it's a hater. If if it, no, if it was if it wasn't for Tommy too, or for Mourinho. Yeah. I feel like now I love Lovers feel. I I like him though. But nah. nah I, I, me, I don't belong for I just don't like Juventus. Moving across now, and you know, I'm, uh, so Messi and France lost this weekend. Just so that people lost it, we don't, we don't mention it. But it did, though. And Messi had a real poor game. But outside of that, and they lost to Nice, who has a brilliant coach, by the way, though, which United will never look at, but that's probably who they should be looking at in the goal here. You know, talk about the UCL, as we wrap it up today. Uh, this week, there's the balance. Salzburg game is very much the balance. Liverpool own, which is in their favor. Man City own as well. And then there's the PSG Real Madrid one, which still feels like it's in the balance as well, despite PSG winning 1-0. Uh, I guess we can start off with uh, with Bayern, because I think it doesn't even make sense about the City game. They're going to be on the 23s. Yeah, men go and get men. Yeah, the lap yeah. go and get you first start in New Zealand. Yeah. I really would be surprised to see that. End. I feel he would, actually, though. Maybe he would. No, because, on, you know, far far just just if you, if you have to touch on it, you feel like because of the injuries that happen right now in centre-back, Going to give some young center backs a time yeah. to, to get to get the legs out there and say, Yeah, Scott Carson, it goes just, just show us that if you know, if think if push come to shove and you league, if you need you on the bench, you're there. That's yeah. what you can do. Uh, but yeah, with Bayern, are you worried that they won't get a result or you think Bayern? Bayern honestly, I, honest, I honestly feel like I don't want to come Bayern out, but I feel like if it's an upset, I it serious. I honestly feel like our upsets, it's upset might happen. I like, I would not be surprised because I feel like this Bayern side, don't be wrong. I feel like if this Bayern side put their head down and they know for a fact, okay, we pushing off for that win, our all attacking Bayern side is not is not going to be a side they can take lightly. Correct. But the thing is, for 2022, they haven't been great. They yeah, have no, been real up and down. Yeah, but what I was saying, for, that, for them being, you know for a fact, in this game, they're going and being a full attacking side, head down, they'd be like, okay, that's not, that not to, to play with. Yeah. But on the other end, I feel like if you do that in the way how Salvo go playing, I feel like even if you even even if you threaten them and try to go full attacking, they could still counter attack and cause upset. So it, it doesn't matter what you try, what you gonna do, you're going to just you're going to not be as intense. You're going to try, you know, try and be tactical, try and work for the only moments, you try and sit back after you score. The Salzburg side did it. I feel like the Salzburg side, there's something about them feel like they could they could cause upset. Hey, for the narrative, I would love it though. Um Next one, Liverpool versus Inter Milan. I, I feel like this one kind of done and dusted. Yeah. I, I, I think I have Inter got a goal early. It could be something. Now, the thing is that despite they losing 2-0, there was a very big portion of the game that, that Inter was competitive in the game. Yeah. You know? Uh, a lot of us didn't get to see it because obviously they didn't have the power to turn that. But yeah. um, there was a very big part of the game that dog, if Lotaro was probably a better finish and stuff like that, dog, they, that they would have scored. Um, yeah, any hope for Inter or nah? I will say on Liverpool side, like if you compare this Liverpool side to this Liverpool side that won Champions League, this Liverpool side seems like a much bigger, a much bigger threat to win that Champions League. Yeah. And if you compare those two Liverpool side, this Liverpool side is way better. Oh no, like, I hate it, but I actually feel like our English side gonna win the Champions League. No, honestly, I, I like I looking back at like damn, I like way boy. If I if I was on, if last thing then happened anyway, like if we had just pushed on, you know, finally do the do the business, which just hurts him all the time. <laughs> if I do that business. I was wholeheartedly saying this Liverpool side could take this Champions League because this Liverpool side, if you compare them for when they won that Champions League, they are looking so terrifying. Yeah, I think that there's a maturity about certain one of the players. Like, I feel like, you know, Trent has really... He was always in the conversation for one of the best right backs for the last few years. 
But right now, I think it's undisputed that he's the best right back in the world right now. Salah is up there as being one of the best players in the world. Longmane is on the high coming back from winning the Afghan. Yeah. And a bunch of players have really come there. And Thiago has been a lot better this season. Fabinho has been really good. Diaz has come in and it's like, you know, he had missed a beat with his no-look passes every single second. Yeah. Uh, Jota is not even started right now, dog. And he's had a really good season. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get definitely what you're saying. Um, and now Real Madrid versus PSG. Bro, so this game is going to be the Bernabeu, right? If there was ever, 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 ever a game that Messi was going to come alive for, it had to be this one. Yeah. You're going back to Spain, my brother. You're playing in the, one of these stadiums. that have the most goals, and uh, he has more goals in the Bernabeu than he has in the Camp Nou versus Real Madrid, dog. Yeah. If there was ever a game you're going to come alive for, Messi had to be this one. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. I'm very disappointed, though, in, in Messi, right. like if I'm being real. Um, because I... I, I I'm somebody who tends to be a lot more understanding to things like a whole different culture change and yeah. not being I not wanted to be there. I know that he know that he doesn't want to be there. He didn't want to move. You know, he never really has these stated that he ever wanted to leave Barcelona. I get that you don't want to be there. But for somebody with your ability, you know, and I, I get that the team might not always be set up the best, uh, they might not be the most balanced or whatever. You've taken some ridiculously trash Barca sides and dragged them. You know, you should more than be able to do that with this PSG team. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I just want to find the example for this. I feel like it's kind of like because a lot of people are Messi fans, they will they will look at this as as not being bad. But I feel like even as a Messi fan in this, you honestly could say you're somewhat disappointed. Yeah, because it, is. it, it, it did not live up to your expectation because you know far yeah. far from how the quality Messi is and the type of league is going to. You felt that. The good, the good that you that you could see, I know, and the good that you could bring up are facts. But you feel like the good that you have put in out there for Messi, it just seems like you're just kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Just, it does, just it to does. keep just to keep his name yeah. clean, honestly. But I feel like I just the thing is though, he was good versus Real in the first yeah. leg until he missed the pen, and then after the man head just completely went, you know, and it can't be like that. However, he has been very slowly at a human pace, been in form, eh? Yeah. And we think it's just we don't expect human levels from yeah, him. That, that's true. That's, that's key but he's been like, I think he got assists. Not, I know they lost this weekend, but last weekend they won 1-0. He assisted that one. Uh, the weekend before they won 3-1 or something like that. He assisted 12 of them. The weekend before that they went 5-1 and he assisted and scored in that game. Yeah. So, I mean, he has been slowly getting there, but you don't expect that from somebody of that caliber. Yeah, you but, know? But, but I expect to going back to, to the match, going back to the against Madrid. Yeah, I feel like... um. I just say, if it's the game for Messi to shine, Messi and Co, you feel like, you know, they, they are going into that game. They have the advantage, all credit to them. But I feel like, um, like in the, but in the, I feel like in the first, like there were a lot of question marks over, over Real Madrid, respect to, because there are a lot of injury concerns. Yeah. I feel like this time, that's yeah. not there, and they are in the Bernabeu. So I feel like, and I'm not going to say it'll be a huge advantage and a huge swing in Madrid's favor, but I feel like those are some serious factors that could swing the tie in Madrid's favor for this game. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you're speaking of right now of where the aggregate is, it is, it's in PSG's favor. And I honestly feel yeah. like PSG are that side in Champions League. They are mature enough in Champions League right now to know that, okay, even if we're not playing the best football, we it, there's no there's no fault in winning ugly. There's no fault in grinding out a, in grinding out a win. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that, like I say, that there's a bit more, um, what's the word, boy? Like I say, maturity um, in the side. I 
hope there is some. I was not just going to check it. There is some chance that Ramos plays in this game. Mm-hmm. I really want him to play. One, because I think that if PSG are going to win this UCL, the only way it is possible, I think, is if actually Ramos is fit. You know? Because I saw the radio midfield. I think Marquinhos needs to play midfield. Yeah. So you need to push Marquinhos in the midfield, so he, Verratti. And I don't know why, out of nowhere, though, because they literally signed him last time. Out of nowhere, they don't want Wijnaldum anymore. I don't read Wijnaldum like that. But he's still technically a lot better. And better going forward, that meant like Danilo Pereira and them. Like, I, I actually kind of like Danilo Pereira, but these men aren't attackers. These men aren't drivers to carry the ball forward. I think it's you already have Messi who wants to play the ball to his feet. You only have one outlet really in Mbappe because Neymar also just kind of play with the ball to his feet as well. Yeah. You need men to be a lot more vertical in the side now, which is why I know that he's not as good as he was hyped to be at one point. I think Draxler should start. Like regardless, I think Draxler should be started just because he adds that verticality to the team oh, now. Boy. But where you play him? In midfield. I think he, Verratti and, and Draxler are playing together in midfield. Uh, sorry. He, Marquinhos, and Verratti in the midfield. Yeah. So, Draxler. And once Kimpimbe is f- and, and Ramos, I fed the two of them with obviously Nuno Mendes, who's looked like a really good signing at this point in time, with Hakimi on the next side. And the thing is, with that side, is that I think that if you ever have to, you know, see out Owen, Marquinhos can just drop back in the back line dog and go 3 5 2. Yeah, because as I say, if we uh, was talking about the whole grind now to win, if you have the, you have the luxury to. To go from to go from just you know as in FIFA go balance and go and just go defensive. Yeah. But I feel like in that you have you have the luxury. Not it, it it doesn't seem like it's forced. It doesn't seem like you have to force a set of defenders on the field. Yeah. You just put you just put in Marquinhos who is very silky in midfield. Who is not really going to take away that much from the midfield. You have him in you have him midfield, but he's also going to pr- he's also going to prevent cover and break up play from from Madrid's attack. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant against PSG in the first leg though. Yeah. Like he's so good. He's so good though. Like he, he he just might actually be my pick for probably the best at the back in the world right no, now. I don't see I don't see Mar- Marquinhos honestly like on track. I feel like he was always he was always like the heir to like Thiago Silva. And you always you always knew that he was he would be that conversation. Somebody who could just cement himself, even if he's not getting as much hype, he will always yeah. be in that conversation. But I feel like right now he is just one level, like he just one step away, like one big performance away. I'm just being up there. I feel like he could be, he could be in contention for for some personal. The awards. year that they went and lost to Bayern in the final, if yeah, they had yeah, won it that, that year, because he was doing that Ramos thing of scoring clutch goals that year, dog. You know, if I remember right, he had two winners leading up to the final. Dog. Yeah. I think it was one was against Leipzig or something like that. Like the dregs of the game, yeah. dog. Something like that. I think he, he's such a great threat going forward as well that it adds to his package of a player you know and i think he's brilliant and i i kind of hoping for them to go through not like i hate against this real madrid side i actually love a lot of these players but i want to see i hate seeing all this talent go to waste dog you know and it feels like that right through and i think a lot of that responsibility has to fall both on potter and on the players now but for somebody who's supposed to be this great tactician how it is you can't figure this out yet yeah. you know so yeah I believe that is it. We can leave it there. Um, there was some talk this week about Lewandowski wanted to leave. Where could you see him go? Yeah, I feel like yeah. I remember it mentioned that. Honestly, I've been realistic. I feel like um, Man City is in that conversation because I feel like he is on the list of he is on the short list of uh, of attackers. I feel like there are people above that. I feel like they might 
try to put more the resource on the time into her, but I feel like is he just there on the list? I could, but I could see. I, I could, think it makes sense. But I, I say I could see it making sense. I could see you know. Him like obviously, reunion with Pep. Um, I think that him coming in and being there for like two years, two three years, yeah. while Julian Alvarez settles down into the league and stuff like that. Would be a really good move, and I think that could set a little domino effect where then Haaland might go by Munich yeah, after that. So and, you know. Yeah, I feel like they, yeah. So that move to City, I feel like there are a lot of other things need to be in place. Come on, Arsenal. No, and and honestly, you you, you will think that you honestly think that a joke <laughs> because I can't honestly looking at the other leagues, I feel like you probably could say the Barcelona in the same sense like that because they do you know ha- having him there not going to not going to stay them wrong. You'll have a good you'll have him there and you know. Who 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 and who and like who and like a front three of Aubameyang and Aubameyang Lewandowski and and Dembele? I feel like who and who 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 wouldn't want that? But I feel like him and I feel like from those those comments, I feel like he would be open to coming to the prem. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he does not secure the guaranteed the guaranteed achievements package in Man City, I feel he would be open to the Arsenal move Arsenal do make Champions League, you know. So. Because yeah. him coming there knowing that okay, we didn't really look at he come here though. I got inside the city. Oh, we got win because league. I would because before the talk would the talk. Remember, that many times you link with Chelsea and whatnot, everything you know, people talking about link with Spurs yeah. and all that too. But you're looking at the same thing as saying how people not put much respect on the top four. If Arsenal makes Champions League, that opens a door. To yeah, that opens a big though. Huge world of players that you couldn't think of before. And I think that once you make the right recruitment, like okay, Chelsea didn't flat out. Chelsea didn't, right? We see that now in the fullness of time. But if you make the right recruitment, you cross, you bridge that gap between the other clubs and Man City and Liverpool. You just need to be able to make the right signings because then now it's not just that the players aren't good. Lukaku's a good player. Is that the consistency that Liverpool and City operate at? You need to get your players to be to that level. And that's why the recruitment has to be that good. You know? We leave it there. Good convo as always. I always forget to see this at the start, which is why I was so disappointed at Saint Etienne. But like, subscribe, follow everywhere, guys. Uh, we know that we aren't putting our content as much as we are. The podcast will always be here every week, though. We'll always have articles. And I would like to do something on YouTube at some point, but at this point, uh, between work and we actually are trying to plan things next season for a better structure in place so we can be a bit more consistent with that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. Thanks as always, Uzi. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.